The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Test, test. There I am. There you are. There I is. How do I sound? Uh, hey, yeah. I sounded <sighs> weird last week. Well, I don't know if it was the mic or user error. Just me being just... You being you, my just my total <laughs> lack of charisma. <laughs> I didn't want to go that far. But yeah, that's fine. No, I know that's a <laughs> Sean Mo observation. <laughs> lack of charisma. You have no charisma, Bobby. <laughs> that sounds good. I used to have to edit over your fucking voiceovers. <laughs> is that is that before or after he breaks your orbital bone? I get. <laughs> Did he tell you that? <laughs> oh, we miss Sean. We miss little Momo. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, man. Speaking of breaking orbital bones, go on. Yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna jump into some fun stuff later. Oh, we are. It's all fun. It's all fun in games. Uh, briefly, and I say briefly. Uh, Bobby's gonna tell you a mushroom story in a minute. But before we <laughs> Am get, I? yeah, you are. <laughs> okay. uh, but before we get stupid, as we are wont to do here on the reel, uh, real quick, day three of the January sixth committee came in, and we learned that Mike Pence was indeed in danger. Yep. Uh, he was forty feet hiding away from the the people storming the Capitol. Yeah. Um, even heard there there was some testimony that said they heard the last conversation between Donald Trump and Mike Pence where he was calling him like a wimp and a pussy. <laughs> I can imagine fucking the president on the, you're such a wimp, you're a pussy. You're do such it. a pussy. I don't even know what to do with you. <laughs> yeah, because you're overturn a pussy. the fucking election. <laughs> I won clearly. Yeah. I'll put my weird mushroom dick inside of you. Oh, God. If you, yeah. Yikes. Imagine that. That's excessive. Yeah, it's excessive. Um, it's the opposite of a baby arm holding an apple. <laughs> Is what just that an is. apple. Just <laughs> it's just uh, an it's apple. just an apple. Um, yeah, but that I'm the more this goes along, the more I'm realizing there may be some actual outcome to this. The DOJ, yeah, has amassed so much fucking evidence against. I don't know if it's criminal conspiracy, whatever the case may be. I know last week we talked about it. But the point is, get this guy in a position where he's charged with a felony so he can't run again. And then we get DeSantis, because that's going to be the yeah. far away favorite. For sure. Um, I Yeah, I have a hard time seeing DeSantis winning nationally, but I also didn't think Donald Trump could win nationally. Yeah, we made that mistake once. We made that mistake. Yeah. So let's so as long keep as our fucking it, heads up, people. 
That's keep your up. head on a swivel. And it's so hard because like every day is another mass shooting. Every day the inflation is you know grown, gas prices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not placing blame anywhere because most people think this magically appears from Biden, which that's not how life works. That being said, it's very hard on a lot of people right now. Right. Yeah. There's nowhere to live. There are jobs, but people learn that working a $15 an hour job is not necessarily a path to success. So they're not. Um, We're in a different The paradigm shift has happened. Yeah. And I think the paradigm has shifted as far as the Republican Party as well. They are. They are moving on from this. It's I mean, there are still the Boberts and the, you know, um, Gates and. Did you? Well, Gates is going to go to jail. Yeah. But did you see what Bobert? Oh, I I follow her on Twitter because I hate myself. <laughs> and you love comedy. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I, when you bring scary. up social, it's really funny because you can track how effective the DOJ has been in this hearing, right? By their social responses. Like, oh my god! Donald Trump is losing his effing mind. I know. Whatever is left of it, yeah. Out on Truth Social or whatever that bullshit Truth is, so- or as he says. Trafzaskel. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's how he pronounces <sighs> I don't know what he's yeah. on. I don't but, know what he's um, on. But you need some? <laughs> the thing, it's funny because he is sober and has been for a very long time. He does speed. He allegedly. does not drink booze, from I, what I understand. And he hasn't for a very, very long time. I understand. But this motherfucker acts like a complete alcoholic. Like yeah, for sure. A complete sure. drunk. It's like he has, he has wet all brain. the he has all the the common signals that right. you would be like, "Oh, yeah. this guy, he's impaired." Is a fucking problem. Yeah, he's impaired. You know what I mean? And it, it's interesting you brought up Bobert. The big thing is there was a super pack. It's called what is it? American Muckrakers. It was yeah. created by a North Carolina uh, Republican and a Democrat. They put out something <laughs> alleging that Bobert was an escort and that she's had two abortions, which, okay, you can't really just say that about people unless you have proof. She's trying to file right. a civil complaint yes. against them. Oh, I don't blame her. My, But my, my point is, these, okay, they may be trolls and truly muckrakers, but they know the backlash that would happen if they said something like this. What I would like to discuss is, Let's imagine in one universe this is true. <laughs> and the joy. Well, the utter joy that yeah. would give all of us. The hypocrisy, the grifty, which we know is happening. Well, and they took it a, a step further. They have alleged that Ted Cruz donated to her campaign $150,000. That's illegal. Like after a private meeting. That's illegal. Single donor. A hundred percent. And they're also saying that it was for goods and services. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> Old Teddy Cruz getting a sloppy toppy under the yeah. desk, dude. Yeah. You think he got up in there? Hey. Little Bobert. You know what? I don't think it's that good. I don't think it is either. Man. I think she. I bet she sucks in bed. She you know what she does? You're going down on her, and she just beats you about the head and neck with a Bible <laughs> while you're doing it. And she can't come unless she just smacks you square in your fucking head. I that's just 
I'm just a supposing. Don't file a civil claim, Lauren. I'm going to title this episode, How to Make Lauren Boebert Come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you shove a Chick-fil-A down her throat, and then you, <laughs> and then you do a pocket-sized constitution in her butt. Oh, uh, if you can get her a Chick-fil-A on uh, oh, Sunday. God. Oh, Know what? Like a fucking rocket to Jesus, the moon, buddy. Jesus will forgive you. <laughs> I tell you that much. Okay, this is gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're being gross. We're, We're being gross. We're being fun. She's a nice Shut lady. Up. Oh, she's a she's swell a nice lady. lady. Have you been to Shooters? I got a... <laughs> oh, I'd love to go to Shooters. Dude, I'm... We, you know what we should do? We should take a road trip to Shooters and okay. do a, a fucking... Do a record... Record a fucking podcast in shooters tomorrow are we doing this i'll tomorrow? go tomorrow are we doing i'll this? go tomorrow are we doing this yeah. I, I can't do it tomorrow uh, okay. but can we do this okay, can we possibly do that i can't do it on father's day god damn it <laughs> where, where's ethan taking you on father's day what would i have to do to see lauren bobert's <laughs> husband's cock <laughs> Be a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, I was about to say, could I bring my 13-year-old niece? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Guys, welcome back <laughs> to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are the whiskey reel. You know this, man. And uh, we we're up in Cloud City having a great time. We were outside judging people more than usual. Harshly. Um we were discussing a young man at Walgreens. Uh, he was just having a smoke on break, and we basically broke down the despondency of his life, um, which was fun. He's not a happy man. And then Bobby reminded me, after I felt guilty, that we are indeed in Cloud City, and I had to bring myself present. I had to be present and understand this is our gerb. We are here to judge. Yeah. Right? This okay. is our gerb. This is our gerb. Um Let's introduce each other, shall we? Sitting across from me is um, not only is he waiting on deck for the money that is going to be had from the fucking Van Noy's bitch water fortune. It's coming. It's months away. This is a beautiful young man and doing good things to bad people. He does both. I do. Equal opportunity. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noy's. Huzzah. Huzzah. Well, this handsome gentleman across from me, he's never read Blake's new book. Nope. But he's in it. Oh. He's in it. We are partners in that book. Mm. July, July 10th. Okay. We're going to have a party. We're going to celebrate the release of our book. <laughs> Bobby just our, it. <laughs> our collaboration with Mr. Blake Crouch. In honor of that book, even though you haven't read it, I'm going to start calling you... The twat commander. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with it. You're 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 a member of a SWAT team. Oh fuck yeah! In I the do. book, I've always wanted to be. We a member both of are a SWAT team. Hell yeah! I'm I not didn't sure. Know that. I don't want to talk about how it turns out for both of us. But do we kill Sean? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that would have been such a <laughs> cool twist. Cool. We just smoke Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all laughing maniacally about it. Guys, he's the general manager of Grand Junction, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> he is Mr. Sir Antonio Branderas. Mr. Good, Sir. My dear, dear friend. Thank you, brother. Um, it's good to be back here. 
It always is. It Friday always is. If I get to clean up all the nonsense that I do all week and I get to a certain point where I feel comfortable cutting the ties with my employment temporarily just to do this podcast with my brother in Cloud City, this is honestly one of the highlights of my week. I love the fact that you people listen. It means a lot to us. Yeah. No bullshit. But hey, don't get it twisted out there. We would do it anyway. Yep. Even if we were doing this for ourselves, we would literally do this anyway. So don't get it twisted. We don't need you. We want you. <laughs> but we don't need you. I love you all, though. Hey, Kayleen, stop putting tickets on Sean's truck. Oh, yeah. She gave Sean a ticket yesterday. Again. I love it. But but you know what's funny? No, I can't wait for this to because I, I know Kayleen's going to listen to this. Kylie. Know Kyle, I say Kayleen. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm it's horrible okay. with names, okay. Kayleen. I'm sorry. But you know oh, what's funny? Oh, I want this to escalate. Oh, it's going to escalate. Oh, I can't wait. You know what's so funny about this? Sean, after complaining that he got a second ticket, <laughs> then goes to say, uh, I know my registration isn't right. Yeah. What? But- Who are you mad at, you big, dumb Irish prick? <laughs> 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 Register your fucking car. You could do it online. They Dude, mail it to you. New uh new nickname for Sean. B dip. B- Big dumb <laughs> Irish prick. B dip. Um he, he's, if he's your registration isn't updated, you're gonna get a ticket. You're going to get a ticket. That's how that works. So what you're <laughs> mad at is Kylene's doing her job. I know. She's exceptional at what she does yeah dude if you see a silver 2004 corolla just leave it alone <laughs> leave it alone kylene please listen to me oh. um any hoozle we are back in action uh we are doing this damn thing we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about yeah. i think we should do a quick check-in like a Let's real do quick that. real quick we never do this okay. we should check in with each other how are you doing sir i'm doing good Last couple weeks have been crazy. I haven't really talked about it. There was some death. There was some money changing hands. There was police. It was weird. We are good. Rex and I are thriving and surviving. We are doing very well. She is amazing. She impresses me every day um, with how strong she is. Um, That being said, strong people need support too. Hopefully, I've been there to do that for her through this. But... Everything's looking onward and upward. I may be officially Bobby's landlord in a month, which is going to give us so much content. It's going to be weird. Um, It's going to be fun. Um, (laughs) But that being said, doing well, being healthy, uh, regardless of what we do on this podcast, have really, really, really pulled back on the old boozeroo and just concentrating on shit and being focused and present. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, we are recording on June seventeenth, yeah, twenty twenty two. I've been pulling back on the drinking as well up until yesterday, which was the sixteenth and my forty eighth birthday, and I went ham. See, <laughs> I'm not going to even recognize your birthday till you hit fifty. Oh, no, I didn't give a fuck about it either. Um, Sean mentioned it. Yeah. I don't like bringing up birthdays to people that don't like birthdays. Yeah, I could give a fuck. You know, I did give you a Thanos Infinity Stone mug on your birthday several yeah. years no, ago. Yeah, no, I know. I still have it. Yeah. That was a lot. But you get to a point, 40s, very, uh, 40s kind of a benchmark, yeah. right? Birthday. 
Until you hit 50, nobody cares that Gives you're a shit. 40 48 fucking is six. It's meaningless. Meaningless. But for your 50th, we're going to go all out. Oh, yeah. We're going to fuck it up. We're going to fuck it it's up. It's going to be yeah. our last episode of this podcast. Maybe. That's going to be when yeah. we wrap it up. That's why I'm going to be 80 states away <laughs> on my 50th birthday. I want no I like part that. of this business. Well, your anyway. 50th comes slightly before mine. So yeah. October. We'll, we'll burn it down that night. Well, I'm going to be in newest of Orleans. Yeah. When it comes to my birthday. 50. I'm going 50th with Good. Rex. Going to watch you know, the Saints game. Maybe I'll just zip down there. You should just zip on down. Zip dude. on down to Narlins. I'll I take could, you out to Commander's Palace. I could see my family that hates me. and That would be fun. Can I come with you? Just show up. <laughs> hey! Knock on the door. What's up, fam? With a duffel bag. <laughs> just shit bagging it, dude. <laughs> um, you... Held back from a story from yesterday. Oh, you need to story? you need to clue me in, dude. I know you said you drank a little yesterday, but I believe there okay. were some other fungal <laughs> varieties involved. Okay, so as we do in Colorado, we imbibe. And yes. I was gonna basically do nothing. Um, friend of the podcast, Jess, got a hold of me, and she's like, "No, like, meet me downtown. Let's have a drink." I want to buy you a drink for your birthday. Blah, blah, blah. Because right. we're still lovely friends. And so I did that. And other friend of the podcast. Oh, Mr. Comes walking in. And he sits down next to me. And he just shoves pills into my hand. And he's like, hey, take these. And I did. Because I why would you even ask? I just shoved them in my mouth. And I swallowed them. I was like, what was that? Right. Because <laughs> I am a genius. <laughs> By the way, we should definitely not be talking about this. On no, the we should. So about two hours later, <laughs> I was having one hell of a time, sir. <laughs> and I <laughs> so um, I know I ended up hanging out with um, some good friends down at a local watering hole um, here in town. We don't want to talk about it. No, it's called the Ranch. That's fine. oh, well, it's called El Rancho. The Cheeto. Yeah, El Rancho Spirits. Or I don't know. I don't no, know what it's, it's called. It's just called that dirty ship bag place that we go to sometimes. <laughs> and uh, so, no, I'm, I'm down there and um, oh, lovely, I'm saying um too much today. Lovely bartender there by the name of Angie. We all love her so she much. She is like a local legend. She's a fucking G. She's, She's a, legend. a legend. She is OG. She's been yep. here long enough that she needs no introduction. She's just awesome. Yeah. I forgot where I was at. It was bizarre. So you had a good birthday. I had a really good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday, brother. I don't, we don't, Thanks, we're not buddy. big on the whole, like, happy birthday, guys, which isn't a good or bad thing. That's just the kind of people we are. But it was yeah. my brother's birthday, and he is one year older and none the wiser. Uh, it's such an arbitrary thing. It's I'm so arbitrary. I'm 24 hours older. Literally. You know what I mean? No, I know it's arbitrary, but it's also... I'm not important. a year older. I, I understand. You understand that? But it's important to, <laughs> to... It's important to recognize certain things benchmarks it, it gives us it gives us some some sense of the timeline comfort it yeah it gives us importance and comfort and validation when you're a kid birthdays were the 
biggest things in the world. They just meant everything to you. And we lose as as an adult, like we lose that. And that's an important thing. We need to kind of shed the importance of what that means because we got bigger fish to fry. However, it's nice to sit back and recognize it and understand there's so many of us that haven't made it another year. It's it's kind of a nice reminder it is. It is. of it is. Okay. We, I can we, do, it's it's the one time a year you get to actually celebrate yourself. Yeah. You know I, I unabashedly. Mean? Unabashedly. Unabashedly. Yeah. Without being a narcissistic prick, uh, which we are the other 364. Oh yeah. The one day it's oh, yeah. our birthday, oh, we yeah. actually get to be that guy and nobody gives us any guff. Yeah. Yeah. So, happy birthday, old man. I spent about $500 of this town's money yesterday. Good. You know what I mean? Good. I didn't pay for a fucking thing. Good. Fuck them. Fabulous. Two bees in a bucket. Mother, Mother. mother, fuck it. You either flavor, flave it, or you chuck, chuck, chuck Chuck it. it. That's what's up. Anyway, it's our brother's birthday. You can clap while you're listening to this. Please do. He'll hear it. Thunderous applause. What did we get, what did we get this week? For me. Celebratorily. Okay, so guys, we went over to Wagon Wheel. <laughs> wagon. Our good friends at the Wagon Wheel, the wheeliest of wagons. And the wagoniest of wheels. And we were directed towards something that we were both a little skeptical about. Super sus. Because <laughs> Longtime listeners of the Whiskey Reel podcast will recognize the fact that we hate Jack Daniels. And and when we say hate, I don't mean hate. I mean we are absolute we believe this is the most abhorrent <laughs> alcohol that's ever been made. This is trash trailer park sewage whiskey. I don't know if it's the word. It I mean, sucks. It sucks. Okay. Jack Daniels as a product basically sucks. Go on. However, <laughs> they are doing some more upscale bottled and bond style whiskeys. Yeah. And the price point is really nice. Yeah. Um, so we chose the Jack Daniels Triple Mash Blended Straight Whiskey Bottled and Bond, which means, I don't know if you kids are paying attention over the last five years. Let's hope so. It means that it is 100 proof. Mm-hmm. Bottle on has to be 100 proof. It yep. has to be from a single season of grow. Yep. At one location. Yeah. And it has to be in barrel for four years. That's so, the rule. Bottled and bond has some very specific things that it has to meet. Welcome to the world of wine. It, yeah. Where exactly. everything is everything regulated. Everything is regulated. Yeah. yeah. So whiskey is, I mean, a little, little loosey goosey. It's a little more loosey goosey. Yeah. Uh, but this is one thing that is to be a bottled and bond to put that on your label. It has to meet those requirements. This definitely meets those requirements. It is definitely a hundred proof whiskey. It is. Um, you were telling me about it earlier, Aaron. The the three different mash bills. Yeah, and it. I mean, it says it. It's a blend of bonded American malt. Yes. Rye. And the third one tripped me up because it just says, and Tennessee whiskeys. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, this is malt and rye and a bunch of whiskey from Tennessee. That's probably our whiskey. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't 
specify it's <laughs> Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. I know. I think it's adorable. So is this like George Dickel? Is this like other Tennessee whiskeys? No, it isn't. No, sir. And you know how you know that? Bobby, when you when I poured this into a glass and you put your nose in it, what funk. happened? Funk. The straight up Jack Daniels funk comes through. Dude. Now, there's a twist. We're in Blake's office, so this is a very M. Night Shyamalan kind of thing. I'm actually staring at a Wayward Pines poster. Oh, that's true. M. Night Shyamalan's name on it. Yeah. This is the big twist. This is is good. This is not a bad whiskey. We, okay, full disclosure. We wanted to hate this, right? Oh, are are you kidding me? We went into this with full hatred in mind. I put my nose in this, and the first thing we got was Jack Daniels. The second thing I got was like smoked Gouda and blue cheese. <laughs> I'm not kidding. 100%. It is the funkiest, weirdest thing on the palate. It drinks uh, pretty sweet. It's very light on the attack and mid palate. Yep. It settles back. It's not overly heated at 100 proof. It drinks fairly well. My biggest point of contention is this. It's still Jack Daniels. I can still taste it. That char, that process they do, which is world-renowned. I mean, they're the only ones that do it like this. It, you either it's you it's a love or hate thing, and I I'm never been a fan of Jack Daniels. Um, it still has elements of that, whatever that is. Uh, but there is some nuances. There's some interesting stuff going on as we let this dilute. It becomes sweeter. I can get more of the corn. I can get less of the the sort of like adjunct flavors to it. Um, it's drinking more like a sipping whiskey as it dilutes. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. It's not bad. And the price point was less than 40 bucks. So, I mean, we're talking about a whiskey that... It's like 35 36 bucks retail. Yeah. If, if you're a jet guy... You, you know what I mean? You might as well fucking get this. I mean, for a few more bucks, this Dude, is actually this is so really much, nice, man. Yeah, if you're a fan of Jack, the black label, this is an easy layup for you. You're really going to enjoy this. Yeah. And I know a lot of you out there, you have friends that the like big Jack people and stuff. This would be something you'd want to pick up for like a birthday or something. Oh, man. For a Jack drinker would like be Like Hanky Panky would love this whiskey. Stanky Pants would love this. Um, we have our friend that loves Jack Daniels and Stinky pants. we okay. never give yeah. him enough shit. Um, I'm going to see him later. We're yeah. going to hang out. His name is Henry Aaron. <laughs> Hank Aaron. <laughs> Hank Aaron. I love, um, I love him so much. But he's stanky panky. He's squirrels. He's, he's so many names. We love him though. We um, it's in the traditional Jack bottle, except it's it's got some flu, a fluted neck. It's got some yeah. embossing. It says the whole like registration of the distillery. It's pretty ornate for Jack Daniels at thirty. I think it was like thirty six. Yeah, yeah, like retail. And I think at that price point, I would I would call it a buy with an I asterisk. Would yeah, I'm not gonna buy it. No, I'm I'm never gonna drink this whiskey again ever. But but it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm enjoying no. the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm going to finish this bottle off later. I just don't like buying Jack Daniels Hopefully product. Hopefully with some company. I don't know. <laughs> right. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> Farmingdale's in the house. Some, 
Jesus. Stop <laughs> I'm just it. just not going to let it go. Stop it. <laughs> Sometimes I sleep with girls from Farmington. Hey, sue me. Oh, my God, sue me. Um, <laughs> I think you have to, like, actually file differently for taxes. I do. If you sleep with girls from Farmington. I do. I got to fill out a whole new form. You gotta, it's like a... It's a, it's like a ten seventy four or something. I don't Oddly know enough, my taxes form. go down. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I get deductions. Oh, is that because you're <laughs> helping the community? <laughs> <laughs> Jack Daniels Triple Mash. It's a buy at thirty six. If you're a fan of Jack Daniels, if you're not, don't even mess with it. Um, would I mix it? Yeah, I would. I would. I throw yeah. some ginger in here. I don't know if it's sophisticated enough for some other drinks. Honestly, if, if we had a lime in here to squeeze into this, I'd pour this ginger boochcraft. By the way, Boochie. we're drinking some boochies. Boochie. Um, I would pour this in this whiskey, squeeze some lime on top. You'd I be think fine. That would be badass. It'd be like a Kentucky Mule. It would be really good, but better. I yeah. think it'd be better. I think no, it'd be no, really no. Good. I'm, you're also, not wrong. It would be three hundred percent alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, it would be 300 grams of sugar. Oh, God. Yeah. You would get sugar foot instantly. Yeah. Booch yeah. is not weight loss stuff. It's not weight loss stuff. So, um, guys. That being said. We're going to keep talking about uh, spirits a little bit. So, oh, last week. We got some, we got a fun one. We talked um, at the behest of Kayleen, as Aaron calls her. At the behest <laughs> Sorry. of Kayleen. No, it's I'm fine. I'm so bad. It's fine. It's fine. Um, she requested that we talked about how to put together a home bar, what right. we would do to do a home bar. So sure. we took the initiative and did so. I think it was a great episode. Sure. I think it was great content. Yeah. We decided to take the next step and talk about a few spirits that Last week, we wanted to do the kind of budget bar. Like, this is what you could do for under 40 bucks per 100%. bottle. 100%. Put something together that's a really, really solid home bar. Yep. Let's pretend that we're not living in fucking Obama's America. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and let's thanks Obama. Thank you Obama. Yeah. Fuck that up. never gets old. Um let's pretend that we could afford because we no longer buy milk or gas. But we're going to buy <laughs> or sp- eggs. We're going to buy spirits. Hell and yeah. if you're going to spend wanna your money. We want to spend a little bit more money. Yes. On a few bottles that you could supplement your now intact home bar with sure upscale we're gonna we're gonna top 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 shelf top bar top bar yeah man okay so where do you want to start i think we should do we are the whiskey real let's do whiskey last all right let's do that um where do you want to start let's start with gin okay we had some interesting ones bobby is like it's a tough one fixated i'm fixated on one yeah sure yeah and it's something you brought up last week which is Monkey 47. Right. This is a German Black Forest gin Mm -hmm. that is made with, believe it or not, 47 different botanicals. Shocker. Obviously, number one being juniper because it's fucking gin. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the more appealing gins on the market. It's more expensive than most other gins, but it's also gin, so it's not like you're spending... 150 there, bucks. On. Yeah, there's no gin out there that no. is going to price you out. The no. Monkey 47 being maybe the ex, maybe the exception. I think it is. It, yeah. it has to be the most. I mean, I'm sure there's one-offs that companies put out sure. that are going to be more expensive. Sure. 
But just off the shelf, Monkey 47 is going to cost you the most. It's one of the few alcohols I've seen. I, I worked with a guy that was our executive, Sue. And it's one of the few bottles I've seen bought whole out of the bar. Um, is like, I'm going to give you 200 bucks. You're going to give me that bottle. It's going to be Monkey 47. You just drink it straight. Oh, yeah. This um, is not a mixing and, gin. And that was kind of what Bobby and I were talking about. It's like, okay, are these alcohols that can mix? Or is this something you don't even want to get near mixing or ice or anything? Yeah. And, and this is one, no, that I, I certainly no. would not mix this. No. I mean, I wouldn't even I mean, dilute it. If I wanted to stir it up into a, a nice little uh, martini. Yeah, that would be, be terrific. But I would not overdo the vermouth. I would no. I would throw vermouth at it from across the room. Basically. Kind of, you know what I mean? Splash that kind of thing. and throw, dude. The way I drink Monkey 47 typically is just over a rock with a twist. Which is what how it should be. And, and it's fucking lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, it is so delicious. There, so you talk to me. What would be your top shelf mixing gin? Something that you want to make a goddamn drink out of? See, and that's that's where sort of we part ways with things like Monkey Forty Seven. Or I brought up Roku last week. Very nice. It's very specific. I it, they're not mixing gins. Um, do you want something you can sip and mix that you feel is quote unquote top shelf? That's the weird thing with vodka and gin. There's not a lot of like esoteric top shelf white spirits like that. Um, for me, like Boodles feels good. Uh, for me, um, I, even some of the the new booty stuff, like Aviation mixes extremely well. Yes. Say what you want about celebrity alcohol, but it's a good product to mix with. Um, gin is weird for me because, like I said in the last one, I'm a Hendrix guy. And that's not because I don't understand that other things aren't that. It's more along the lines that I think they got the viscosity, they got the botanicals, they got the dryness right. Um, there's things that I like mixed with. Like you're a big TNT guy. Huge. You're a big Tangeray guy. It. Love it. For for me, I I don't. I'm not a Tangeray guy, so to speak. I'd rather have sapphire and tonic. Um, so now we're getting into the quagmire of what it is yeah. to be quote unquote top shelf. And I could totally see you using Hendrix as your like next level. That's my martini yeah. gin. Yeah. Because of the florality, okay. because That's of the aromatics. Nothing wrong with that. That's a great answer. Because of the viscosity. That's a great answer. But but I can also I mean when you say monkey forty seven, from a from a pound for pound level, there's n- very hard to argue there's a gin in the world better. Than Monkey Forty Seven. There's not. That being said, maybe there is, and we haven't tasted it. That's Bobby true. and I were yeah, laughing. Of course. Yeah. We we're looking at El Moro's back bar, and I'm like, "We live in Durango. We haven't even seen what's out there yet. Of course, because we only get what we get. If you live in Chicago or LA or San Francisco or New York or Seattle, you're seeing different stuff than we see. Yeah, you're seeing very obscure boutiquey. Well, and regional stuff too. Like yeah. there might be a regional gin out of fucking. 
Debut fucking basalt that is just fucking yeah. insane totally you know what i mean yeah. and there's only so much time to drink different stuff i try to taste as much as possible there's a lot of good product oh, and out also 70 percent of people fucking hate gin so like we do you, don't we don't have to spend a lot of time on do you gin. know what's funny we don't have to spend a lot of time on vodka unlike any other alcohol there is no other alcohol on the planet that people are deathly allergic to than oh, gin yeah. Gin Which makes weird. people break out in hives. I know. They make people go into anaphylactic shock. Like, I know a few friends of mine that are so highly allergic to juniper, they, they'll they literally die if they drink gin. And they don't have an EpiPen. Yeah. Like, it's serious shit. It's weird, too, because so, it shouldn't work that way. No. Well, those are weak, genetically made people. Yeah, I know. Right? We could just not pay attention to that for like a year yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then juniper allergies go away I'm gonna, forever i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna <laughs> shove juniper and peanuts down your throat and see if you can fucking take it um, all right so let's breeze, anyway, let's breeze through let's breeze through vodka too, okay we talked this is, was a hard one it is a hard one we talked last week about the japanese vodka we had like a like a couple months ago the haku the Haku, that might have been one of the best vodkas I've ever had. It's my favorite vodka of all it time. It is fucking redonkulous. However. It's 28 bucks. It's, I, there's, what do you say? I don't even know what to say about it. There is ultra <laughs> premium vodkas made by companies. Like you have companies like everybody, like Smirnoff has a top tier vodka. Um, you know, some of these base producers of vodka make like what they consider their elite Vodka. There's only one that I've had that really came to memory, and I brought it up while we were talking, that I honestly think could be considered premier vodka. It is, like all vodka, overly distilled, (laughs) which is (laughs) sort of the point. That's the point. Um, They're removing all of anything that would be offensive out of a neutral spirit. We laugh because as bartenders... Vodka is the least interesting thing in the world to mix with. It tastes like whatever you put in with the vodka. The vodka just adds some astringency to it. It doesn't I could, add anything. Yeah, to I could drink. make you a, a Manhattan or a Vukuri or what have you and just throw an ounce of vodka in it. You wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know it was there. See, it's You'd a, get fucked up. It's Oh, hey. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a neutral spirit. It's supposed to be something that isn't offensive that you can sip on chilled and doesn't really taste like alcohol in a weird way. The thing that came to me was absolute elix. Yes. Um, As far as a premier vodka, that is a really, outside of the Haku, which is almost a layup for best vodka, but it has personality to it. Yes. The, The absolute elix as a blank canvas is the most well-made blank canvas I've tried. How's that? And from my understanding, researching that whiskey, or that whiskey, that vodka, it doesn't use additives. It doesn't use... Anything. Glycerin or any of that bullshit. I I got news for you guys. You're spending all this money on Grey Goose, right? You're buying your $40 bottle of The Grey Grey Goose. It is dog shit. It is full of glycerin. Mm -hmm. They use additives to make it seem amazing yeah when in fact it isn't well you could spend 10 less dollars get the haku oh that actually 
tastes better than Grey Goose. Absolutely. And it feels better. It just goes down. Dude, there's Smirnoff The product. Elix is not an expensive bottle either. It's, 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 I think it floats around 38 to I think 42 so. Yeah, it's like a $40 bottle, basically. Yeah, and so, which is a lot for vodka for a seven fifty. But if you want to like, it's a sexy bottle. I told Bobby, I, I, had, I had an Elix drink on a menu one time because I got it for a ridiculous price when it first came into town. I was doing mules with it. So I was doing the full full bore fucking, you know, not unleaded, fully leaded fever tree ginger beer with lime juice and Elix. And it was like, it it hit the fucking note for a mule. It's the cleanest brightest, spiciest. It felt like I was drinking a cocktail instead of something yeah. I want to slam down next to a lake, which is kind of what mules feel like sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was it, it elevated it a little bit. So if I have to do a vodka, Haku would be, but not everybody so has Haku access to that. Haku and Elix would be our. Elix. Yeah, those yeah. would be, man, you'd have a badass bar. That's a badass bar, man. Um, So we were talking to our dear, dear friend and compatriot, Roberto. Mr. Berto. Um, mi hermano. Yeah. Who works at El Moro. And um, I asked him his opinion on a a more top shelf kind of tequila. Something that you would drink. Um, well, you would maybe approach a, it like if you had one tequila to drink exactly. every day that's for how the rest I, of your that's life. That's how I framed it. Yeah. yeah. What would you drink for the rest of your life? And he said, sir? Uh, there's a very... Not a lot of people know about this tequila. This is a under-the-radar. Siete Leguas, which is seven tongues, I think. Siete so Leguas. Um, yeah. Siete Leguas Blanco. And I said, did you want the Repo? Because honestly, Repos are more kind of interesting for bartenders than a Blanco. But a Blanco has a certain place um, in cocktailing. Like, you can't. You wouldn't want to make a Paloma. You wouldn't want to make certain uh, tequila drinks with a Repo. The Blanco is a better canvas. And Siete Leguas is $65 bottle. You'll probably find it. It is worth every penny. It is the texture. Oh. It is the amount of smoke. Um, that's the thing about tequilas. They, tequila tastes like tequila, right? There's no getting around tequila. It's Salt, not like whiskey pepper. tastes like bourbon, yeah. tastes like rye, tastes like Irish. Whiskeys and bourbons have such a huge breath. And so do tequilas, but they also just taste like tequila. 100%. So once you get past that agave influence and the the phenols of the agave plant. The salinity. The salinity has a huge effect. When I think top shelf, I mean, Roberto knows tequila as well as anybody i've ever worked with i worked with the guy for a year he was my bartender for a year um and that's when i went down the rabbit hole of mezcals and tequilas and really tried to like dig my heels in on it and you learn about all these beautifully like family-owned tequilas fortaleza which is one of the few pure family-owned uh tequila producers in the world single single estate single estate but they do everything from they do a still strength they do a regular blanco repo añejo they do an extra añejo and um i was introduced to don fulano who's a little bit more uppity very expensive but so beautiful you have things like clasa azul which is now like everybody in the rap game was drinking cristal then they were drinking ace of spades now you see like Meek Mill downing Clasa Azul Blanco bottles. Oh, every former which, NBA player has their own tequila which, now. 
Don't do that. <laughs> Michael Jordan has an amazing tequila, I guess. Terramana. You know the Rock's I mean? yeah. fucking tequila is yeah. great. Um, but as far as a top shelf, something you want to pour a finger out every so often. Siete. Like, Siete Leguas is great. Don't mix it. Clasa Azul is sort of like the benchmark big pimpin' fucking tequila. But there's better ones out there. Doña Celia I would, is um, phenomenal. I there's, would throw out... Uh, we talked about this with Roberto, and he jumped on it too. Mm-hmm. The the tequila ocho, oh, oh yeah, that line of tequila ocho is, is phenomenal. Another single estate, beautiful. No additives. They use a fucking mill to fucking grind their. Agave. It's a hand mill. It's yeah. a hand mill. Yeah. They don't diffuse. There's nothing. They don't add coloring. Like no. everybody loves Casamigos, and we don't have to shit on Casamigos. No, they make a fine product. They make a fine product, but there are. Yep. That is not the color of the spirit. No. They add coloring to that spirit. They do. And it's it's a perception. I'm not mad at you. Eating and drinking but is eyeballs. When you pour a reposado from Tequila Ocho, it's almost crystal clear. It it has a hint. It has a a whisper of coloring and a whisper of vanilla and a and whisper of caramel. And I don't always say the same thing. That's why a lot of people shit on Suerte. But if you look at Suerte Repo, it looks like a silver. It does. And Yeho looks like a repo. Yeah. It's because they're not doctoring it up. No, and and, not and at by all. the way, do whatever you're gonna do, do whatever experimental shit you're gonna do. Winemakers do it, distillers do it, brewers do it. If it tastes good, it tastes good. That's the only thing that's important. And it, you get to a point where you can actually start picking up on those preservatives and the glycerin and the coloring. Yeah. And then you drink other stuff where you're like, why does this feel better? Right. Like in your body, you yeah. swallow it and you get the burn and then it feels better. Like oh, I know people that can literally only drink tequilas. Because it's the only thing that's it's not. the only thing a, that doesn't yeah. make them feel like dog shit is tequila for well, some fucking reason. Well, right? tequila in the world of alcohol, distilled agave is still the only non-depressant. It's a non-depressant. And they they more treat it like a psychoactive than they do a depressant. So before we move on to rums. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite concepts. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Uh, before we move on to that, um, he did bring up something that we both love, um, and that is Dobel, the Maestro Dobel. Honorable, Hard to fuck around with. Honorable mention because that is... Now, I will say this. It is a diffused tequila. They Whatever. Use the fusion. Like but, I said. But dude, it is a filtered reposado that is just a badass fucking tequila. You yeah. And it, if you any of you guys end up in Durango, Colorado, do yourself a favor. Go see our friends at El Moro Spirits and Tavern. You can get a Maestro de Bell for I shit you not, six fucking dollars. Yeah. Because they have an amazing deal. Because of things. Because of things. <laughs> But who gives a shit? I mean, who when I first started, shit? when I first started working there, it was, five it was our bucks. well. I know. I remember it was three dollars for me, and we used to always get shots of uh, Dobell. I was more Dobell than human mm-hmm. at that point. But anyways, um, so rums. So we talked last week. We talked about the uh, Florida Cana, the four year, fantastic, which is such a great mixing rum, it's and the Montana Platino, and we talked about the Platino. Um, but we're talking about a little more upscale. So when you get upscale with rum, typically you're going to talk about aged rums. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because we were having this conversation pre-show and I brought up aged rum and we both at the same time just said, 
Plantation XO. It's not even a... It's not. I, I don't even want to talk about it. This is a rum that masks itself as a scotch. It is so refined and beautifully crafted. Don't mix this fucking thing. Oh, if you God. can find Plantation XO, I, I don't even necessarily think you need a rock. Try it neat, then drop a rock in it so you can kind of get the feeling mm-hmm. of it. This is the finest rum I've tasted for my palate. And I've had, we said honorable mention, St. Teresa and Diplo. Yeah. Diplomatico. Diplomatico. There's a lot of great rums in the world. I've had. I mean, Florida Kanye has a beautiful aged rum. We've had the 18. 18. We've done the 18. And dude, Appleton has a great great fucking aged rum. Fucking aged rum. But it's different. There's something about the Plantation XO that hits different. Yes, it, you still get the banana and you get the island of the rum, but there's such a sophistication behind the scenes. Yeah. It's almost like uh, it, it's unimaginable that they could turn a rum into this sophisticated of a liquor. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's crazy. It, it, it is the best rum on this planet I, as far as I, Until I taste one better. Until How's I taste that? one better. Because yeah. I, I, I've just never had anything that good. I just don't know. And how. don't get me wrong. I have rum drinkers that would come into the bar and and I would swear try to swear up and down, swear up and down. Diplo's the best thing in the world. Santa Teresa is the best thing in the world. Great. And you know how I feel about Santa Teresa. Great. Beautiful fucking. They're rum. both great rums. But there's something fuck special, off, man. When it comes right down to it, I don't know. The fucking Plantation XO is just a hammer. I don't know what to say. It is. It's just the, better than you. And honestly, it's one of the most perfect spirits. On in this universe, you know your children. You have a few of them, but there's the one that you really, really like. Yeah, the one that excels oh, in a, math. Yeah. It's better than that. You love all your kids. It's better than your children. But you really like Jen. You really like <laughs> little. You, you really, like you love her. You like little Darby <laughs> or whatever you fucking Darby. people name. Um, I love you. Um. So, that being said, last and definitely not least. No, we got to talk a little whiskey. This is right. what, this is who we are. We're the whiskey real bud. I guess so. Let's go upscale. Let's go. What do you okay, think? Okay, so this is hard. This category is tough to talk about when it comes to a home bar because if you have top shelf whiskey, the idea is I'm going to pour a finger of this, maybe put a cube in it, right. blah, blah, blah. Also, sometimes you want a Manhattan. Sometimes you want to, you know. So typically what we'll talk about on this show, as you guys have noticed, is, well, Rittenhouse is a great mixing whiskey. It's, but it's a rye. But it's or it's a whiskey. I know. That's where we were having problems. That's where we're having problems. So it, this is hard. So we're going to try to break this down a little bit. Um we're going to talk a little bit about sipping whiskeys, and we're going to talk a little bit about mixing whiskeys. And bourbons. And bourbons and rice. Irish and dude, yeah. rye. We could, we could talk for three hours about this. I know. But so we're going to try to distill this conversation. Get it? Wah, wah. Um, into something digestible for you let's, guys because Let's give you some of our favorites. Let's give you some of our favorites. We're just going to talk about favorites. our favorite whiskeys. Okay. Um, bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon. Um, you can get very esoteric with bourbon. Um, you can talk about things like pappies and different iterations. Yeah. That's not where we're about. That's a waste if of If you want to go spend money 
on whiskey, there's a million different ways to do it. Bourbon can get you. Um, there's a ton of it out there, and there's a ton of good bourbon out there. Yes. Um, I always like to say, like, as a sipping rye, um, my favorite sipping rye I've had was Laws, the Sakal rye. The Sakal, rye. yeah, yeah. It's different now. Although now it's San Luis Valley. San Luis Valley, and it's cheaper. There was something about the Sakal rye when it came out. Phenomenal. That was different from everything else on the market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been like, if you would have asked me at the time, my favorite rye in the world, it didn't change for 40 years. Yeah. It was Laws, Sakal rye. 100%. Easy peasy. Now it's a little bit different. But is that something I want to necessarily mix with? No. I want to drink that straight. But if I had to, I could. Sure. Whereas you get something um, the like the bottled and bond laws yeah. where you have to mix it. Have I to. don't want to fucking drink that straight. No. So, and then we talked Irish. And then we talked like this is such an amorphous category. It really depends on what you want to do. If you want like a crowning jewel bottle. That sits in the back of your back bar that you pour one finger out a year. I used to do that with like my Johnny Blue and stuff. I'd have like one or two fingers a year when something good happened. I would break that out. Or you have like Old Forester birthday. You break out a finger or two a year and that's all you do. Um, what do what, What is your bourbon specifically? If I'm going to... I have a couple. Um... We brought up 80 Laws before. I I wouldn't call this top shelf, but I think it's one of the my favorite bourbons, and you just brought it up. Um, the 80 Laws Four Grain, I think, is so fucking a solid. Fucking hammer. Um, if you're going to buy something for your father-in-law and you want to impress him with a really nice, get him a Woodford Reserve Double Oak. That is a nice whiskey for the price, especially Dude, it's like fifty bucks. You can go, you can get it at the tab for nine bucks a pour, and then it's awesome. It, yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> you can't get it for nine bucks everywhere. <laughs> In fact, I think it's like seven bucks oh, at the tab. Sorry, seven for the double uh, oaked Woodford Reserve. Okay. Which, now listen, on, pound for pound, not everybody's cup great. of tea though. No. That double oak Woodford is so over the top ridiculous with oak and sugar. Oh. And it's, it, we were discussing Angel's Envy. It's just a lot liquid of liquid creme brulee. It, Angel, and I mentioned Angel's Envy. A lot oh, of people yeah, yeah, consider yeah. that like fine bourbon, which it is, but I don't, that almost has like the same category as like when brewers have pastry beers. Yeah. When they bring up double chocolate Neapolitan right. Imperial Stout, it's kind of that category in bourbon for me. Where I look at that instead of instead of having the molten lava cake, have some fucking Angel's Envy. It's the same amount of sugar, oh, and yeah. you'll get to feel better afterwards. For sure. You know what I mean? Like so. I, that's why when we were talking about this category, we were confused. So- as we were walking over here, one kind of popped in my head that we didn't discuss earlier. What's that? And and I think in my brain, this is probably the one I would go with for the price for something on my top shelf. Okay. Um, Colonel E.H. Taylor. E.H. Is fucking bottled and bond, 100, 100 proof. It's a dick kicker. It's a dick kicker, but it yeah. is smooth. 
you can mix it. Oh, you can boy. fucking pour it over. Please a rock mix it. And but you can drink it. I've <laughs> I it. know it's you can it's, have it. it's a dick kicker though, man. Yeah. E H always fucked is, me up. I think that's one of my favorite bottles. That's a good. That's a good bottle, man. Um, it's a really fucking great bottle. I, I have, and they have a lot of varietals too. Like they have some really good product. They do. It's a good and company. There's some. I don't think we've ever talked about it on this podcast here too. For no, no, we haven't. E H went through some weird shit, and uh-huh. it, it became extremely difficult to get. Very hard to get. Um, so we haven't really had the opportunity to bring it to nope. the podcast. No, per se. no, it's hard to find. Uh, but that, um, what is it? Lock and key. Um, there are a lot of people Ooh. using that facility that are in bed with the H Taylor that kind of make uh, kind of simpatico yeah. sort of uh, distillate um, as E H Taylor does. There's so much good bourbon out there. There's good Irish out there. There's good. Let's rye talk about that there. for a second. Let's talk about Irish. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. We have a hard time distilling the nature of Irish whiskey, like what the fuck it actually is. We don't know. Why does it taste we like Irish don't whiskey? Know. I have no clue. It's Nobody gotta does. be terroir, but I don't know. Obviously I have it no has idea. to be. It comes from a different um, place. That's but the we only land- thing that's different. But we landed on Yeah. The, the spots. The spots. I don't know what your favorite is. If you know the spots, then you know the spots. Yeah. Um there's green spot, yellow spot, red spot. Red spot. Um I've never had the red spot. I haven't either. I'll, full disclosure, but I've had the yellow and the green. The yellow being the sophisticated, Ooh. aged green. Um, either way, if you see one of these, and they're very easy to see. Yes. Green spot, yellow spot, red spot. If you have an opportunity to pick one of these up, this is beautifully crafted Irish whiskey. It is sipping whiskey. This is not shooting whiskey. I know a lot of Irish drinkers out there. The thought of sipping a Jameson makes you cringe, Ugh. as it should. It's garbage no. alcohol. No. You made me sad. Um, I know you did. Um, we also talked about things like tealing, um, which might be my favorite Irish mixing whiskey. Yeah. Uh, it holds up to everything. We also talked about red breast, the 12 and the 21. If you get, if you get a chance to taste the 21 you're no longer tasting irish whiskey that's that's the same thing plantation xo does to rum Redbreast 21 does to whiskey phenomenal whiskey. it elevates it to a level that i don't even know what it is anymore um there's some good irish whiskey out there guys it's not just bushmills and jameson um there's some really beautiful stuff out there the the price variation on irish whiskeys is so small it like, really is. You can buy. I mean, there's seventy dollar Irish. Of course out there. there are, but you could spend three extra dollars and get some fucking tealing. Yes, and bitch. you're living a whole different life. Yes, bitch. And you can Jameson, my friends, is poo poo. Is poo poo. It's poo poo. Is a bad whiskey. It's a poo poo. <laughs> it's a bad whiskey. <laughs> it's a bad poo poo. <laughs> it, it, it will it's make you fucking shite. It's terrible, as they say. Yeah, it's shite. Um, but you can get tealing. You can get red breasts. I mean, the 12 is yeah, not that fucking expensive. 12 is not that expensive. It's going to cost you 48 50 bucks. Yeah. Bring that as a gift. If you have a father-in-law. Oh, that motherfucker. He will invite you over, over for a his young Super lady, Bowl party if you bring If you're going to try to win over a young lady, Ooh. bring some red breasts to right. the dad. To the dad. Unless he's Mormon and then just run. <laughs> Abandon her. And everybody yeah. else. Don't date um, Mormons. Just don't date Mormons. Um, whiskey anyway. real policy. 
Let's give a policy. Um, we could breathe. We talked about Rise. Um, I think we were gonna bring up uh, the Whistle Pig piggyback. Oh God! As, as far a as Manhattan Rye kind of thing. If you want to, if you want to keep one in the chamber, the piggyback <laughs> nine year. Yeah, is a banger. That's a you could also you can also sip it. If you're hearty, if you're a hearty young person. It's a badass um, Manhattan whiskey, But I'll though. tell you what, man. Yeah. As a mixer, go fuck yourself. There it's are killer. very few things Super on the good. planet that are better than that mixing. Um, we've been very kind to the Japanese on this podcast. Hi. Ever since we lost Toshi. Toshi? Um, he introduced us to gone, a lot of stuff. But not forgotten. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Sweet Toshi. Sweet, sweet um, Toshi. Habiki. He was is, so smooth. I, he was. He was Silky. very smooth. He was a sweet kid. <laughs> he was a sweetheart. I miss Toshi. Um, Habiki is my favorite. Habiki I, My favorite Japanese whiskey, I would say. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of Habikis. Uh, they're getting harder to find because apparently mm-hmm. they're having similar issues. Blake's buying them all up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it costs more than gas. Yeah. Um, basically. I have had every variation of the Habiki up to the 21. Yeah. And I will tell you this right now. Value shoppers on aisle three. <laughs> the Habiki 17 is actually the best product they make. The Habiki 17 is the perfect middle ground of Japanese scotch. And I'll just say it that way. Because that's let's exactly be what the fuck it is. J- the the Japanese call things whiskey. Scotch is whiskey, right? But scotch is scotch. The Japanese pattern their distillate and their their mash bills from Scotland. They may call it a whiskey, but there's always that nuance of smoke. There's a a, a weird kind of manufactured peatiness to it. It's not like American whiskey. Japanese whiskey is more like scotch and will ever be American whiskey. 100%. And there's nuance of that. And the better that gets with the Hibikis, the more you can age statement, the closer you're getting to find scotch. Yes. Period. End of story. So if you don't like scotch, try on a Hibiki and see if yeah, you don't like because that. The thing about scotch that is funny, like they, the the Islays will just smash you over the fucking head like... <laughs> Like an Irishman, basically. <laughs> With a shillelagh. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, 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 scotch is a very specific spirit. Right. And people love it because they love it. I hate it. I don't like the... I know. Over, I don't like the Islays at all. I will drink a Highland Scotch every once in a while because I like Highlands, the most personable Scotch. Yeah, yeah, a little Balvenie, yep. what have you, that kind of thing. I'll, yeah, I'm fine with it. But dude, like, if you pour Talisker and put it in front of me, it's rough. I'm going to chew that motherfucker back to the best of my ability. But it's not something I'm going to enjoy. I consider that like I do wines from Bordeaux, which is. Ah. They don't care if you like them. They're gonna 100%. be them. They're and them. if you don't if you don't pick up on them in a club, yeah. they're gonna continue dancing. Right. And there's a lot of French wine that doesn't give a fuck if you like it. And it feels like Scotch has a lot of that middle finger like to you. Like if yeah. you don't like me, fuck you. You don't know what's up. hundred percent. And I wish I, I love that. I wish sort we were better attitude. I wish we were better ambassadors for Scotch. 
considering that we do a whiskey podcast. And I love scotch. But I'm I'm a horrible ambassador for that because I, I, I just, love it. I can't wrap my head around it. I just don't drink it. I don't either. Yeah. yeah. Not my Stila. Lagavulin, Talisker. <sighs> fuck. Fucking Lafrogue. Lafrogue. Are you shitting me? I drink Lafrogue as a dare. I like oh, I like Oban. I love Balvini. I love Balvini. Um, I think it's a great fucking spirit. Akintoshin? Akintoshin. Is that how you say it? I don't fucking know. Akintoshin? Who knows? They make really good scotches. That's like, fucking crazy. I, yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way to drink any you of that You know, they were all fucking, they were all bandits and they just stole and raped across the world. Is that true? I don't know. I don't either. I'm a, we should take a break. <laughs> I'm making rumors about the Scots. Yeah, I know. It's weird. They're fine. Do you know what the French say about the Scots? Oh. They're mean and not mean like you think of it. The rest of Europe considers Scottish the cheapest. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They're the New Mexico of Europe. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. You could reach out to us at 970-426-5344. Thicks and stones may break my bones. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> I'm never telling you anything. 970-426-534. You can reach out with a text message. You can reach us directly and leave a voicemail. Those are our favorites. Yeah. We Fucking love voicemails. Do your job. If you leave a voicemail, you will be on the podcast. That is a promise. That's a promise. That's a promise. Until we get famous. Then fuck you guys. Then fuck you guys. Um, also, if you want to leave some long-form feedback, go to whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Write us a fucking email. Nobody emails anymore. Nobody emails. It's this it's is fine. I, I don't even know why I bring it up. I don't no know. one emails nobody, us. That's nobody nobody the only time never you gonna email happen. is when it's business related. Yeah, I mean, you might as well be driving like a Model T. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, I uh, just created a whiskey reel Snapchat, so hey. if you want to send some nudes over, we'll take that too. <laughs> Bobby will take that. <laughs> I love you, Rex. <laughs> We're on everything. Whiskey Reel. Um, guys, we are back. We're going to delve into a little media talk as we are apt to do. Yeah, man. Um, funny story. I've been talking out about the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, man. I have beef. I know you do. So far with this story. And Aaron, in his wisdom, <laughs> made me watch... <laughs> one scene from the new episode because I didn't do my homework. I did not watch the new episode. He's a bad student. I was a very bad host. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I didn't do my homework because I've just been so frustrated with this series. And he made me watch episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. One particular scene just 
oh my god it's so dumb what the dude talk about it Um, i I just i can't even i know Uh, so bobby didn't watch the last episode i don't know if you guys are up to date but you should be if you're fans of the genre if you're not whatever dude um we are uh bobby's had a little bit of trouble the first few episodes and i have as well a lot of expedition a lot of character development some of it unnecessary some of it maybe being built for new media people to come in and kind of buy into the whole star wars universe so i get why they're doing it but for people that have been watching this for the last 40 years it gets a little bit tedious um to to just meander through this character development so bobby and i are sitting at omoro because that's how we kind of set the day off um (laughs) i know you do um and i'm like what did you think about that fight scene and bobby looked at me he's like i i i I didn't watch it and i'm like okay we need to stop everything happening right now yes and you need to watch one fight scene and we did and we did and i'm not going to do too many spoilers but i will tell you that darth vader and another really important character in this series have a fight and it was a in in Rex and I are watching it. Our jaws are dropped. This was one of the coolest things I've seen that was Star Wars related in a while. Like Mando was dope as shit. We had our problems with Boba Fett. We had our problems a little bit with the beginning of this, even though Bobby obviously had a lot more issues with it (laughs) being, you know, having a lot more knowledge about the the history and the storyline. This fight scene, I can only explain as being straight up cut from like, run run shaw like fucking it was it was fucking it was shaolin Ipmon. like if you're fans of like the the kind of new age kung fu shit and the choreography it felt a lot like that it was so fucking cool like they made darth vader into basically like the shaolin monk master and it was the dopest thing i've seen in a long time it was so pimp <laughs> dude he's so pimped it, it fuck it it made me so happy <laughs> yeah dude. watching this scene because it, like i like, i do have misgivings about the show you do um this watching that scene made me so fucking happy yeah and now the whole series kind of comes together for me a little yeah. bit no it Having should seen that i'm yeah. just like that okay Okay. Now, you, now you start to see where it's kind of flowing. I hope so. And I yeah. can't wait to see the next episode now. And six is it. And that's it. That's the six end of the series. It. And then we move on yeah, to the next we're moving thing. on. The yeah. Bad Batch has a new... Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. We have a lot more in the in the canon of Star Wars coming up. I mean, when you say Shaolin, well, I mean, it really is reminiscent of... It feels like it. Like, a, like an old Jackie Chan kind of style... Yeah. Um, I'm just fucking with you a little bit. Yeah, it was which, like you mentioned oh Drunken goodness. Master. Yeah. It, it was, wasn't the drunken style. No, it, was it wasn't more the of drunken this... style. It was just I'm toying with you. Yeah. The idea of just being able to toy with another skilled person. Like full on force user Jedi level. So it's funny. When I grew up in the 70s, as you did, and watching Star Wars back when the original Ben Kenobi fought Darth Vader. Right. Is one of the most egregiously 
boring fucking things to <laughs> watch sucks. now. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, it they sucks. just basically look at each other and kind of half-heartedly swipe at each other with lightsabers. And then right? he gives up. And they have done a lot of work in the last few years of trying to uh, retcon right. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and yep. make them a much more... like trying to appreciate what an actual Jedi Knight Sith Lord kind of fight would right. look like. And this is they did it. the culmination. They did it. Um, they started with Darth Vader in Rogue One, which is still the dopest thing that's ever happened in the Star it's Wars It's the Merc everybody's seen. When Darth Vader walks through that door and mercs and kills everybody. 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 In very, very unfortunate <laughs> way. I mean, he <laughs> yeah, dude. fucking just starts snapping necks and slamming people against yeah, walls. Dude. It's dope. This is different. This is a different vibe. It's nuanced. It's very nuanced. And yeah. he's, he's just like, nah, I got you. You know what? Try that. Yep. So cool. Oh my gosh! It was so, so fucking. And there is cool, also man. some force stuff in that you haven't seen yet. Oh, that is oh. you realize how powerful he is? It's, it's really fucking cool. Really fucking cool. Yeah, man. It, it, um, it, yeah. yeah. So watch that next episode so we can talk about it. I'm and by the time to, of the next podcast, oh no, by next Friday, I the will series have is going to be over I by the time we watch. I guarantee you. By our next, next recording, yeah. the series is over, and then 100%. we can really dig into it. Hundred percent. Um. That being said, other media stuff that you're excited about. Okay, so did we talk about the offer? I watched it. Okay, I I want to hear your opinion on the offer because this is a show that I'm a film guy. So delving into something that is so iconic as The Godfather and that's basically what the show's about. If you guys haven't seen it. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. I'm thinking about something else. But I know what you're talking about. It's it's home. Sorry. I The offer okay. was also, there's that's, a movie called. Oh, oh no, no. Sorry. I'm talking about the television show, My the apologies. Offer. There's a movie that just came out called The Offer, no. by the way. But it's anyway. bad content, but let's move forward with it. Sorry. No, so, and you <laughs> should watch this. Um, they Miles, whatever his Miles name is. Miles Teller. It, from Top Gun. Yeah, and these are all, um, this is a true story. This is basically the creation of The Godfather. Right. And the way the show rose out is so fucking cool, man. Really? And the guy they got to play, uh, 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 Coppola, is so fucking perfect. Like, it's crazy. And you've seen this fucking cat. I'm not even going to look up his name because... He's that guy Fuck that him. you've just seen. Yeah, you ever seen a movie with a guy in a beard? And, yeah, uh, that's that him. was him. Okay, that was him. And um, I, I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time explaining the show because it's just perfection, and it's about creating a perfect property. Wow, and how hard it was to actually make that. Wow, it's okay. really fucking good, man. I mean, I'll like what they soon. had to go through to actually get that show made is right. just phenomenal. Right. I mean, that movie, they literally were getting threatened by the mob. The mob. Yeah. Like, the mob was That's like, a story. They were ready to whack their asses rather than let that movie be made. That's crazy, right? Because they found it to be offensive, racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and in some ways, they're not 100% well, wrong. Stop because the Godfather like- actually created the tropes yeah? that modern day... Italian gangsters probably fucking adhere to. Well, stop, you know what I mean? Stop being dumb guineas. I, <laughs> you know, that's all we've ever wanted. It's not 
why I brought that up, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I got one that's a little off the beaten path. I like it. Because Bring we're it. no longer talking about television or cinema. Ooh. We are talking about the interwebs and a much unwatched and misunderstood part of the what the internet is and what YouTube is is you're going to get a lot of creative people th- with all the trillions of of minutes of trash that are online. You don't we all know it's there. You all f- follow people on Facebook and Twitter and it's fun and games and this and that. There is a ser- web series and I've been trying to get more into these because they are so broad and okay. different. It's called the Mandela Catalog. It is a horror series. It's a web series. And it is so unsettling using audio, clip video. It's fictional, but it feels like they've recreated like police audio. And there's these weird moments of like found footage interspersed. It's really, really um, unsettling. It's really scary. It's it puts you in a zone when you're watching it, and because it's the internet, they can afford to not have to tell a linear story. It's very glitchy. It's very bouncing in between uh, visuals and audio. It's almost it's an art installation. Okay. It's not even. Uh, it's like everybody's watched the corners, um, like which is a whole. It's it it's a mind fuck. It's not supposed to be a linear story. Ultimately, the story is about um, different beings coming to the planet. We don't know if they're alien or not that are essentially becoming people's doppelgangers and exterminating the people that they're copying a la uh, fucking uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's done in such a weird, artistic, black and white glitch fuzz you don't know what's happening it bounces in between scenery it bounces in between like modality of what it's doing it's some of the most scary interesting thing i've things i've seen and and it can only be done online you can't do this and make a show or a movie right this has to be a 35 minute composite of somebody's fucking nightmare and they'll show you a dark hallway. Then it'll glitch back to audio waves. Okay. Then it'll glitch back to something else. And it's really disturbing and unsettling. It's called the Mandela Catalog. It's been going on now for, I think, about seven months. And they have different installations getting you toward an inevitable end. Um, it's frightening. It, 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 from a visual and audio standpoint, you put earbuds in. Watch this, and I, I, I fucking challenge you not to be moved and disturbed. Ooh, okay, for you horror fans out there. So that's kind of what I've been into. Cool, I like that. Lately, it's really creepy, man. Like, fucking, they'll have this weird audio that'll go right into a a fucking found footage thing of going into a house and then knocking on the door, and then the audio gets distorted, and then it moves into a different thing, and. It, it allows you the expanse to become really esoteric and really avant-garde with your what you consider terror. I like um, it. Really cool stuff. Very impressive stuff. Yeah. So you were mentioning earlier that you have a new song. I have a ball kicker. A little post-punky kind of riff. Ooh, 
getting away from Aaron's our, back, y'all. Our normal. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody knows. No, oh, I don't want. Kayleen g- might actually like this song. Kayleen, <laughs> she's gonna ticket your car if you keep talking shit. Um, there's a band that has been around for a while. They've been around for about uh, not eight years or so. Quite frankly, full disclosure, never even heard of these guys. They're brought to my attention by another website that I value as being kind of somebody who has the money and the time to listen to stuff. Um, heard this gentleman talking about it. They're a Canadian post kind of hardcore band. They're called Ken Mode. K-E-N Mode, M-O-D-E, two words. Um, never heard of these guys, but they have a new album out called Null like all capital letters, N-U-L-L. This is the first single off it. It's called The Love Story. Love Letter. Uh, love Letter. I said a love story. I'm a That's fucking fine. idiot. Um, love Letter. This is down-tuned, punchy, repetitive, bash your head into a wall. Um, this kind of Bobby and I's mid-20s, I would explain. If you go 30 seconds ahead in this song, Literally, it'll go right into the first chorus. There's like a double bridge. There's a bridge between verse and chorus that's really interesting. Playing, There's a female playing a saxophone, which reminds me of like aggro fucking tweaked out morphine. Um, if oh, you guys are fans okay. of morphine out there, which I hope you are because they're a great Good band. Good God, if you're not um, listening to morphine, go fuck then, yourself. Then go fuck yourself. longer you talk the weaker you sound i like that fuck it's so good dude. yeah it reminds me i mean there's a lot of bands kind of in that genre oh for sure that we miss but like yeah that that reminds me of like fucked up or yeah um, yeah like 100%. bands like that, that yeah, yeah i dig that shit that's I fucking that shit. it makes you makes you go it's yeah, end of the world yeah. music kids amps you up a little bit end of the world music yeah let's call Don't, it apocalypse rock you could do some dabs <laughs> no, you listen, can't listen to. Some, <laughs> you can't. just Jesus float Christ. to a couch. Kill me. <laughs> Do you have anything? Uh, no, not this week. All right. Um, two bees in a bucket. Do you got a little pearl this week? I mean, I probably don't. Um, I've yeah, been, you do. I've been a little introspective well, right now because talk about that. I'm turning. Well, I just turned forty-eight years old. You're so close. Um, I'm closing in on death. 
As we all are. I am one day closer to death, for sure. As we all are. Um, I'm feeling better about it probably than I was last year when I turned 47. Like, right. I think it was more... I was borderline despondent last I, year. I would agree with that. Having what, I, known yeah. you for years. Yeah, we were doing this, and yeah. I was going through all the stuff, and I was... Really struggling with like mortality, and I was very sick all the time, and you know, blah blah blah. It was rough. It was rough. I had a rough go for a yeah. minute. Um, I'm still having a semi rough go, but things are better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, if I'm going to distill this into a pearl, I'll say this don't ever hesitate because you're afraid of what you're gonna hear to go to the fucking doctor. Ooh, wow. That's a tough one. Um, We all get worried because, well, I got this, I got that. And I finally had to, I have a, I have an amazing doctor. He's beautiful. Dan is one of the coolest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. Right. He's a total sweetheart. He is a healer. Yeah. When I go to him, he takes care of me. Right. And he sets me on paths to get healthy. And um, I did that in the last couple of weeks, and thank God I did, because mm. I was diagnosed with pericarditis, yes, which is an inflammation of your heart, right. which is an important organ. Because you love too much. I love That's too why. much, and That's so my why. my heart got inflamed. It did, and um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm on a regimen right now of anti-inflammatories and sketch puss, um, insets and <laughs> sketch pussy, all the, all my usual cures at the uppers, <laughs> Such an asshole. but no, um, but I, I, I avoided this diagnosis for a while because I was like, I don't think I really wanted to know. What, what the actual yeah. problem was. It's like, oh, do I go to the doctor and have him tell me, hey, your liver enzymes. You have enzyme- six months to live. Yeah, your liver yeah. enzymes are kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, which they are. So I had to talk about that too. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but no, I mean, it, to put a button on it, um, don't be afraid. Go to the doctor. It's worth it, man. You're paying for it anyways. Yeah. So, like, just go fucking talk to the guy and do the blood work, get tested. I got an ultrasound on my chest. Um, it actually uncovered some stuff that has been bothering me for a while. Mm. And now I actually have a path to get better. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some of this shit is unexplained weight gain and unexplained pains that I have. And why is this pain radiating into my back? Why does my left shoulder hurt all the fucking time? It's all associated to one fucking thing, which is this heart issue that I'm having. And it's not a life threatening issue. Right. It's something I could have quality. This is something I could have fixed a year and a half ago. Sure. And I've been fucking it off and not one to talk to him about it. Right. You know, even though I see him every three months, Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to fucking talk about that. No, I I get it. It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. So just, I mean, your doctor is there because he wants to fucking help you. I promise. And if he doesn't, get a better doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To piggyback on that, I will say 
if you enjoy health insurance, you should probably not vote Republican. If you would like to see a doctor at some point in your life and you don't work for a company that provides health insurance, you might want to put into office people that actually want you to have health insurance. I don't care what other people say. That's 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 what is the stance. That is what um, ask anybody that is anybody who wants single pair universal it's definitely not the other side of the aisle. I'm not a shill. I have a lot of problems with the Democrats, but there is clearly one side that will allow you to get the care that Bobby's getting, that I'm getting, because I'm so fortunate to have it. And look, let's be honest. Without health care, Lauren Burbick couldn't have aborted my baby. <laughs> 